come back. Thank you for being here. I have another scary continuation of the darkness to help you relax and fall asleep. but Steve. She didn't sleep well that night, and she had a brand new nightmare to fill her with terror. It started much like her other nightmare, except in this one she was alone outside. It was a beautiful day, white puffy clouds adorned the bright blue sky. Then out of nowhere and without warning, the sky heavy winds and rain. Dia trembled. She couldn't find a way back in the house. Then at a distance, she saw Steve walking towards her. It terrified her, and she began running away from him. He caught her, grabbing her tightly. She gasped and squeezed her eyes shut. She wanted to scream, but then he whispered in her ear, I'll be back for you when you least expect it. You may be thinking of Mark, Sean, or Jay, but I'll be the one to catch you and whisk you far, far away. At that moment, she jumped up out of her sleep, instantly relieved it was only a dream. She was alone in the room. Mark must have been downstairs already. She went downstairs. They were sitting outside. Good morning, Dia. Come sit with us, Mark said, pointing at a chair next to him. We've decided we're going to move. I was upset yesterday, but after giving it some thought, I think Sean is right. Moving might buy us some time especially if you don't use your power. Mark said. Dia nodded, crossed her legs, and tried hard not to fidget with her necklace. Jay was looking at his phone, and Sean smiled at her. Dia asked Mark if they would still be able to go outside in the daylight. He assured her that they would be fine for the next few months so long as no one broke the rule. I've already made arrangements. We'll be staying at a friend's house, so start packing, Mark said. Dia assumed it was the same friend that he had made arrangements with when they picked up Alex. You, Sean, and Jay will leave soon. I'm going to stay behind and clean some things, but I'll be there later today, Mark added. She wondered if he was staying to make sure there was no evidence of Alex and good vibes left behind. Isn't there something else we can do some other way, Dia said while covering her face with her hands inside. 
We've thought of every possible way to keep you safe, Sean said quietly. Right now, this is the best way. Dia shook her head. I don't agree, but whatever, she muttered. Mark stared at her. She sensed he was trying to read her thoughts, but couldn't. Although her thoughts were muffled to them, once in a while they would be able to decipher a word or two. Last night he drank a lot of her blood, and sometimes that helped. You're worried about Steve finding you, I know, Mark said. Dia wiped a tear and said, what happens when he does? Don't worry about that, Dia. Let us take care of him, Jay said. Mark and Sean both nodded. Dia breathed a sigh of relief, then went back in the house and began to pack some of her things. Once she finished packing, Jay loaded her two large suitcases and the rest of their things in the trunk in a hurry. Sean was already in the car. See you later, Dia told Mark, then kissed him and got in the car. They drove from Annapolis to McLean, Virginia. It took about an hour to get there. During the ride, Dia kept slipping in and out of sleep. She tried to stay awake because any time she fell asleep, she dreamt of Steve. They turned onto a street that was lined with trees and parked outside the house. As they stepped out of the car, birds were chirping, and she could smell a hint of fresh-cut grass. It was an elegant, large, contemporary house. There were other houses nearby, but they were decently separated from each other. Inside the house, everything was fully renovated, clean, and stylishly decorated. The back of the house was surrounded by trees, the master bedroom gleamed with luxury. It had an ensuite bath and a large walk-in closet. She threw herself on her new bed and stared out the large floor-to-ceiling windows, which provided a wonderful panoramic view of all the trees. She still missed her old bedroom, though, and she thought it was as lovely as this one, yet she missed the view of the water. She closed her eyes, but sleep did not come easy to her ever since the last time she saw Steve. It was not only her new nightmare, but also what happened yesterday morning that tormented her. How were they floating above the ground like that, she wondered. What sort of powers did Steve possess, or was it something in their chanting that made it possible. She was plagued with questions. Suddenly, her mouth went completely dry. She went to the kitchen, which was fully stocked, and drank a glass of water. Jay listened to music upstairs while he unpacked. Sean relaxed in the living room. She sat with Sean and placed her head on his lap. She enjoyed the delightful feeling 
of his fingers as they played with her hair as she closed her eyes. They talked about Steve not being able to find them now that they were at a new location. They joked about his reaction once he realizes they moved. Dia laughed at Sean's imitation of Steve's voice. Dia felt better than she had this morning about the whole situation, and talking with Sean helped to ease her worries. She also asked him about her past life. She wanted to know more about what type of life she had. Sean told her that the sun child that helped her and that Steve killed was her brother. Dia sat up. My brother? She asked in amazement. Sean nodded. He rescued you countless times. Then Steve temporarily lost all his power after killing him. That's when we escaped with you. But let's not talk about this right now. It's upsetting you, I can tell. Dia, he's gone. He doesn't know where we are. Everything's going to be fine. I'll keep you safe, I promise, he said. Then he kissed her softly on her lips, parting them gently. He gave her butterflies in her stomach. He held her close to him, and she laid her head on his chest. And at last she managed to fall asleep and not dream of Steve.